Today's reading is taken from John chapter ten, verse one through to ten. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, the man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, "Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep." All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus has promised us abundant. And the Greek word used here is is perizon, meaning exceedingly, very highly, beyond measure, more superfluous, a quantity so abundant as to be considerably more than what one would expect or anticipate. Jesus has promised us abundant life, and it is ours to live with Him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. Jesus, we thank you for the wisdom that we read in front of us today. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would take this truth and apply it so deeply to our hearts. We ask that we would not just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word, transformed by what we read and understand of you. Thank you for your presence with us today. Come and lead us. Amen. So today I'm talking about abundant life, and and my heart here really is to define. What I think abundant life is, how to walk in it, and what it looks like to live、uh, life abundantly, exceedingly, very highly, beyond measure, more superfluous. I want us to talk about living life abundantly and living it to the full. And and I suppose I've got three ways I've tried to break down this concept. My first one is that abundant life is eternal. My second is that abundant life is internal. And my third is that abundant life is external, and it made me really happy when all those words rhymed. So let's get into it. Let's start by understanding the passage I've got for us today. Throughout chapters eight and nine of John, chapters eight and nine, we see Jesus having various conversations with the Pharisees. See, the th- the Pharisees had imposed、uh, their traditions on the people of Israel. They were Cultivating a society of religious duty rather than relationship and love for God, and at the end of chapter nine, the Pharisees they're mad with Jesus. He had healed someone on the Sabbath, and and this was a a, a day which their religious laws prohibited anyone doing any work on. So by healing someone on the Sabbath, he kind of defied their laws. What happens is they got the man who was healed before them, and they mocked him and cast him out of the temple. So this passage we get to in John ten is kind of Jesus's response to the Pharisees following this interaction. Jesus portrays himself as the shepherd, and the sheep are his people. 
The thieves are the Pharisees. They are the false teachers. They are imposters of the good shepherd whose only aim is to steal, kill and destroy the sheep for their own gain. And whilst we, we know that the devil is clearly the orchestrator of all of that behaviour, it's important to recognise that the thieves of John 10.10 10 are false teachers. They're false leaders, people who will control you through religious obedience for their own gain. And this is in such direct contrast to Christ. Christ is the servant king who, who lays down his life for his sheep. As he says in John 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and life abundantly. So what is this abundant life that Jesus is promising? Abundant life is first and foremost, I believe it's eternal. In the face of the devil and every one of his schemes, including false teachers, that, that steal, kill and destroy, relationship with Christ gives you life abundant forevermore. Speaking about Jesus in John 1, it's written, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John is saying that there is darkness, there is brokenness and disease and death and opposition. The enemy will come to steal, kill and destroy, but it cannot overcome the abundant life of Christ. Indeed, Jesus says in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me, in Jesus, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. It's not that the devil can no longer steal, kill or destroy. It's that in spite of this, you can still have abundant life. And this is the good news. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that our servant king was crucified on our behalf. The shepherd laid down his life for his sheep, taking upon himself the curse of sin and claiming victory over death. This is why the Bible writes, you know, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Not because we no longer die. You know, we do still die. But that death is no longer the end. It's no longer a separation from God and the ones you love. But instead, it's a doorway. It's a passing through into eternity, into eternal, abundant life with Christ. You see, death has lost its sting. And Christ has gained the victory. Romans 6 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the, th but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Abundant life is first and foremost eternal. This may sound like a, a great theory to you, but, but I know that this is true to the core of my being. The devil does steal, kill and destroy. And we have all experienced this. No one listening to this today is, is absent of any kind of trial or trouble. And honestly, with all the faith in the world, life just sometimes doesn't work out the way you think it's going to. My precious son, Remiel, died in December at two years old. And if you ever met him, he really had abundant life. And if you didn't, then hopefully one day you'll have the privilege of meeting him. 
because of Jesus, my Remio is still abundantly alive. In fact, he is more alive and fulfilled than we can ever imagine. Because of Jesus, death had no victory over him. In fact, even the challenges of life couldn't dampen his spirit. His creative purpose wasn't stolen from him. If anything, it has just been exhilarated by coming into the glorious presence of God. He is more alive now than he ever was. This abundant life that Christ talks about in John 10.10, 10, it is eternal. Because of Jesus' death isn't the end, we get to enjoy eternity with him. We get to see our loved ones again, fully healed and well in God's glorious presence. In John 17, Jesus says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This incredible, uh, you know, eternal, abundant life we have just discussed is simplified by Jesus in these last verses. Eternal life is knowing God and his son, Jesus Christ. And this is really important as our relationship with Jesus doesn't begin when we die. It starts right here and right now, which is why we can actually have abundant life right here and right now. This, this is good news if you're listening. To borrow an old friend of mine saying, it's not just about pie in the sky when you die, but also about steak on your plate while you wait. See if you can remember that. It's not just about pie in the sky when you die, but steak on your plate while you wait. Abundant life is not just eternal life, uh, but it's also an internal life. It's, it's for right here and for right now. It's the kingdom of God manifest on earth as it is in heaven through relationship with Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but when I consider this parable and I think of sheep, you know, the, the, the grazing, the standing, the looking, then more grazing, more standing, more looking, maybe a toilet break, and then more grazing, more standing, more looking. When I think of sheep, abundance isn't the word that comes to mind. Certainly not abundance of life. Maybe Jesus probably would have been better off speaking about a noble lion or a, a majestic gazelle or something like that, something that seems a bit more lively. But he didn't. And he chose sheep. Why sheep? Because sheep are utterly dependent on their shepherd. This is why Jesus is talking about sheep. Because the key, and, and this is the key to the whole abundant life. If you just remember one thing, remember this. Abundant life is the result of abundant relationship. Abundant life with Christ for for is, is, is the result of an abundant relationship with Christ. Abundant life, you know, is not a highly blessed and favoured reward we achieve when we get to level 20 of being a Christian. It is the outworking of a beautiful relationship with our Good Shepherd. As he says in verse 4, it's, it's the result of hearing his voice and following him. 
And this means that we can go through the challenges of life. You know, we can live surrounded by the thieves, yet still live abundant lives. I love Psalm 23. You know, the Lord prepares a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. There's abundance even in the midst of the trials of life. And again, if I can share this from my perspective, when Remiel died, it, it hit us like a ton of bricks. And, and I can be really honest with you, it didn't feel like abundant life. But even as, as I'm preaching to you today, I realize that I may be broken, but I am held together. I may have questions, but I'm not lost. I may be hurting, but I have a healer. I may have experienced death, but I have life. I have joy. I have peace. I have love. And, it, and it's not me. I'm not even trying to be humble. I'm, I'm not that strong. But in my brokenness, God's power is perfected in me. In your brokenness, God's power is perfected as we lean into relationship with him. As a helpless sheep, I trust in my shepherd, even in the face of the thief. If I could be really honest with you, I have my days when I'm doing okay. And then I have my days when the, when the pain of it all is so crushingly deep. But through it all and, and every single day, I recognize an overwhelming and, and like an unceasing, I can't stifle this, an abundant excessive life that springs up eternal within me and and it's not something I kind of do it's not something I can force it just flows from something that's even deeper rooted than the pain that I feel something way down there that is unceasing and giving me life it's God this life turns my mourning into dancing. It turns my sorrow into joy. It turns my heaviness into praise. This well of life that I'm experiencing is relationship with the light of life himself. God, three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. This fruit that comes is the fruit of communion and relationship with him. It's, it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's Patience as kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, where everything within me over the last couple of months has just wanted to kind of curl into a ball and to be totally honest, just curl into a ball and die. When everything in me wanted to do that, God brought life. And not just any life, but abundant life. And, and if I'm honest, I feel like a joy returning to my heart. And this week I've laughed more with Jen and Oak than I have in a long time. You know, even in the painful moments, I have a peace. This, this, what I'm describing to you, I want to make this clear, this is not the work of man. This is the work of God. This is not my strength. It's God's abundant life in me. This is a free gift of relationship with love itself. It is the same for each and every one of us. He gives us abundant life through an abundant relationship with him. So abundant life, it isn't just an eternal promise. It is an everyday relationship of being loved despite your circumstances. But the thing is, we cannot stop just there. Because if this life really is abundant, 
excessive, more than enough, then we have no hope of containing it. It must overflow. Romans 15 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is my final point today. Abundant life is also external. It should impact every area of our lives to reflect the relationship that we have with God. As Phil said last week in his talk, as we behold the light of the life of Jesus, it causes us to shine like lights. If we think about this process of externally kind of experiencing the abundance of God, the whole of 2 Corinthians 9 is great and I want to encourage you to look at it. Let me share this one verse from verse 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And the, and the context of this chapter, the context of this verse is people's personal finances, but the principle can be applied to every area of our lives. The grace of God is abundant towards us and it supplies all our needs so that we can be abundant in good works. And this means that through the fellowship of God, you can experience abundance like throughout your life. Remember, I'm not saying that uh, abundant life is instead of hardship and trials. I'm just saying you can have abundant life in spite of hardship and trials. It means that when work is tough and, and deadlines are tight, you can have an abundance of peace, not just enough for yourself, but actually enough for your colleagues, enough to encourage your co-workers, hey, we're going we're to get there, we're going to be able to do this. Let's remain calm, let's get there. You have that peace inside you, it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It means that when you have a big decision to make, the spirit of wisdom and revelation has abundant guidance to lead you. You know, the amount of times I've remembered in my head, the Bible says, <laughs> he who lacks wisdom, let him ask and the Lord will give it to him. There's many times where I sit there and I'm like, oh God, I have no wisdom. And, and I ask him and he just gives me insight. He gives me answers. He tells me what to do. And more often than not, the results of that are a lot better than anything I could have produced myself. I have a friend in the UK who, uh, we went to church with before we came here and and he now is a, a business where he buys uh, and sells property, does up property and sells it. He's doing really well for himself. But I remember chatting with him when they were first starting. He was saying every single morning, him and his wife sit down. They have a business meeting with God. They ask God what to do and he tells them how to do it. It's just amazing. This is an abundant life that's flowing from an abundant relationship. It also means when you have challenges in your relationships, you know, when love is in short supply, whether this is, you know, husband or wife, uh, parents, children, maybe it's extended family, friends, whatever it is. When love is in short supply, the Holy Spirit gives you so much love to reach out beyond the pain and, and distance to love the people in, in front of you, to bring a reconciliation and to reignite love. I'll always remember uh, Corey Ten Boom's words. She's an amazing lady. Uh, she was a woman who lost her, her whole family uh, to the concentration camps of the Nazis. Years later, she's in church and, and she's teaching on forgiveness. And suddenly she finds herself face to face with a guard from the camp where she was tortured and her sister was killed. Not just any guard. She describes him as a vicious guard. 
and he stands in front of her. He doesn't know who she is and he holds out his hand and he asks her for forgiveness. And though wrestling with the pain that she felt, wrestling with the pain that she felt when her family was stolen, killed and destroyed, she reaches out her hand and puts it in his. She records this. She says, as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands, and then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried, with all my heart. There is only one way that happens, and that is through relationships. That is supernatural forgiveness, and that can only come from God. And this is abundant life. Abundant life flows from an abundant relationship with a God who is abundant. Abundant life is eternal. It transforms our future. Abundant life is internal transforming our hearts. An abundant life is external, transforming the society and community around us. It is the overflow of relationship with an abundant God. And I want to pray with you today that you will experience this abundance. Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die in our place, that the, the, the brokenness, the result of, of sin in our lives would be lifted off us and instead put on him. And that he will come and make his own home in our hearts. Father, that you have given us your Holy Spirit to dwell within us. I thank you that you've given us relationship with you. Lord, that every good and perfect thing flows from that relationship. That everything of God comes from you. That we receive it from you and through you. I thank you for abundant life. Lord, I thank you that that is not an empty promise. God, I thank you that's not a, a pie-in-the-sky imaginary thing, but it is real. God, I thank you that abundant life is, is for your best days as much as your worst days. I thank you that abundant life is not defined by the circumstances we surround ourselves with, but instead is, is defined and refined in our hearts as you continue to inhabit us and transform us from one degree of glory to the next. And I thank you, God, for every situation we have been through over this last year, where your abundant life has, has made a mockery of the situations that have surrounded us. Where God, in spite of, of the pain, in spite of what has been stolen, killed and destroyed, you have given us life in abundance. And that is a life that cannot be extinguished. That is a light that the darkness cannot put out. God, we know this is true because your word says it. Jesus, we know that this is ours because you have promised it to us. And Lord, we know this is something we don't earn by our good works, but rather something we receive by grace. We receive through our weaknesses, we lean into you and we trust you in all things. 
as we ask for your wisdom in every circumstance. I pray right now for every single person watching this, God. Lord, not only would they know this promise from your word and believe in it and trust it, but you would give them an experience of it too, Lord. They would see it in the situation surrounding them. Lord, if, if our eyes need to be opened and adjusted to really see what you're doing, please do that. Lord, where we are not seeing the abundance that, that we feel we should be, God, where, where there is sickness, God, where there is poverty, where there is brokenness in relationships, God, I ask you would come and do a miracle. Jesus, we pray as you taught us that your kingdom will come, your will will be done, and we pray in each and every one of these situations, they will be transformed by the abundant life that is already within us. We believe you are a God of more than enough, of greater than. Holy Spirit, would you just come and give us a taste of the great love of the Father? Would you fill our hearts with an excitement of that abundant relationship we have with you? And would you grow a desire in our hearts to, to commune with you more and more and more, more and more and more? that we would know a richness of relationship within us that makes any other richness look so minuscule. That we would know a wealth of love within us that makes every other wealth or power might in this world look minuscule. God, that this relationship you have given us would be all the abundance we could ever hope or dream. 